Benvindo, everybody, to the Win or Learn podcast, a podcast that follows our journey in the art of jujitsu. We'll discuss our wins and lessons and have special guests that we meet along the way. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Isaiah. So let's roll right into it. So uh, happy new year, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our fifth episode of Win or Learn podcast. I'm Tony. And I'm Isaiah. Yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and just jump right in. It's been a while since we've recorded an episode. For you, it's going to seem like we are online with our regular schedule, but for us, we are a little behind uh, just because it's been a little crazy the last the last month, really, with the holidays and travel plans, and then we had some bad weather in our area, so it's been, it's been pretty hectic. So what we'll go through today is we'll go through what we kind of trained the last week that we trained, and mm-hmm. then... We'll go. We'll break down everything else that's kind of happened since then in terms of our jujitsu training schedule. So let's get started with what happened on Monday. So this was the week of the first week of December, where we kind of were doing some self defense. So typically, we some classes we have a self defense lesson, and we kind of re, uh, imitate what you know what it would be like in the real world uh, to be in a fighting situation or some sort of bar fight or whatever, whatever have whatever you find yourself in. And so this week we we did that on Monday. Uh, Isaiah, why don't you walk us through what we did? Yeah, so what we really started with was this self-defense scenario that we work with a lot. So one thing that our professor really likes to emphasize is that most of the time the people that you face in the street or whatever the case may be is going to be somebody who's untrained, who doesn't really have martial arts training. Because when you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, there's very few people who actually have any kind of training, any kind of combat sport. So the scenario that he had us walk through was, you know, somebody's coming at you with the punch. You know, it's kind of like not a technical punch at all. They're kind of just running at you. The goal was to try to dodge the punch and like kind of duck under it and go for the double leg. And once you go for that double leg takedown, the person who you're taking down would sprawl on you and then put you into a guillotine and then walk their hips up and then keep choking you until you tap. So that was the self-defense portion. That's kind of how we started class. It's a technique that we've worked before. So we felt pretty good with it, pretty comfortable with it. I don't know. Tell me a little bit about how you felt going through that. Yeah. So this was one of the, I feel like I've said this multiple times through some of our episodes already, but I feel like this is one of the first things that we learned. Again, when we started, we kind of started in a weird place during a weird week. It wasn't like week one of the, of the Gracie Baja curriculum. It was like week 10 or 11 or something like that. So this is like right around one of those things that we learned at the very beginning. So it was it was nice to revisit these things, this specific technique. I'm a really I'm a really big fan of the standing guillotine. I feel like it's really effective. It's not it's not used as often. It's kind of underrated, I think. But it was it was great to go back and look at it and kind of do it. One thing that I was struggling with specifically with this was trying to get your hips into it. And that was something that I remember for professor was like, make sure when you're just walk that you're not just walking forward, that you kind of have to tilt your hip into it just so you can get the best leverage on on your opponent's neck um, which is really in a self-defense situation that's really what you want i I think with self-defense it's kind of a uh in certain situations it can be a life or death situation so it's like it's either my neck or his neck or the you know your opponent's neck so i think that this is a really really important one it's really easy to learn and it's really easy to get down specifically when you're in a situation out in the streets rather than in a training setting yeah, and I feel like it's a situation that would be really common because, um, you know, in a street situation or I guess like in a, you know, everyday life situation, I think it's rare that somebody's going to try to take you down in like a street fight. Everyone's the first resort is always going to be throw a punch, like try to punch you in the head. 
like you know it's gonna be rare that somebody's gonna try to be like oh you know i'm gonna make this a jiu-jitsu match and take you down so i think um like you said it's a very important skill to have to know how to defend yourself in a situation where somebody's you know charging at you or you know standing up and and trying to strike you and that's why i really appreciate that we take the time to do this usually early on in the week to go through all that technique it's funny that we're talking about self-defense and kind of what we would do in those situations i was speaking with my wife earlier today actually the day that we're recording um because we i don't i don't know how we got to this conversation but she was like what what do you think you would happen in a self-defense situation i was like well i i don't know it really depends what what's going on like does the person have a weapon what kind of weapon is it is it a gun is it a knife is it a bat if they don't have any of those are we throwing down are we using fists and like i don't i think that's the time that i mean we've been in we've been doing jujitsu for almost a year now i think we're about i think eight months in i think we're about eight months in into our, our training and i think at this point we've that's kind of been trained I, I think if eight months ago me were in a street situation i'd probably run or i would try and swing swing for the fences and maybe see what i land but i don't think that would be me anymore i think that's kind of been trained out of me I, if i were in that situation like you said in a street fight everyone goes to swing but I yeah. think I would probably have to eat a shot or two on my way to take someone down because I think that would be the best possible chance of survival mm-hmm. in my situation would be taking someone to the ground because I think ground game is, well, jujitsu is all about ground game. I think once you're once you're on the ground, it's probably game over for the other person, even if you have a little bit of amount of training. Yeah. Um, so I just told you, I told my wife, well, I'll probably eat a punch or two on my way to a takedown. But as long as I get past that first punch or second punch, I think it would be game over for the other person. I mean, I'm not trying to sound cocky or anything, but if it's someone who's untrained and doesn't know what they're doing and they're on the ground with someone who has eight months experience, I think Mm -hmm. that's sufficient. Yeah. And I think another big part of it is you just don't want to end up on your back. Like if you're in a street situation. So as long as you're on top of somebody and controlling them and they're not moving, you know, that gives you time for, you know, the authorities to come by and, you know, get control of the situation. Like I saw a video the other day on YouTube of uh, this guy who was at a gym somebody came in and was like yelling at him and you know it was a big mess and he was obviously a a jiu-jitsu black belt because he was the instructor there they go outside and the guy like starts trying to hit him and he literally just grabbed this dude and had him pinned on full mount just laying on him until the police got there for about 15 minutes and the guy couldn't move as much as the guy tried to like like buck the guy off or you know try to do anything to get him off of him the guy was not like he because he wasn't trained he didn't know any sweeps obviously so he was just sitting there just controlling the guy for 15 minutes until the authorities got there so i think just that fact of you know if we get into a punching match nobody's gonna run away from that you know like there, there's you don't there's no predicting what's gonna happen so somebody's getting knocked out pretty much if you're able you know to train jujitsu and have that control of a situation you're the one who's deciding the situation so you, you could take it further you could choke the person out you can, you know, break their arm or you can just hold them until the authorities get there. Um, and, and I think that's really important what you said, you know, what you saw in this video. And I, and I don't think we're condoning that this kind of violence. Yeah. Uh, I think we're trying to, you know, promote survivability on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, and by streets, I'm not meaning like, you know, I'm meaning like if you're in a situation, I mean, like if you're in a situation where this is happening, but really this is what you should be doing. You should be trying to control the situation exactly. and then have someone dial the authorities because they're the appropriate people. To come in and take place. Yeah. We're not judge, jury, and executioner on the streets by any means. Exactly. 
so our like, job is to keep ourselves safe, our loved ones safe, and then contact the authorities to, to take over. Exactly. So if you're in a situation where somebody's like attacking you and you're able to control them and you know you can hold them there, there's no reason to take it further. There's no reason to, you know, break something or choke them out. If you can just hold them there and control it, control them until the authorities get there, that's the appropriate thing to do. But um, and I do enjoy the fact that we have that opportunity to learn jujitsu in a different way. That's not that's just not sport jujitsu. Uh, to see the sport and like the techniques used in a different setting than you know just on the mats to compete against somebody because it really shows the practicality and I guess the kind of like how applicable it is to real life and not just the sport because I think that's one thing that martial arts sometimes gets a bad rap other martial arts I guess you can say get a bad rap because a lot of people say oh like that's not functional in your everyday life like if somebody were to attack you you know they're that they can easily dominate you because you're not going to be using your martial art in that way or it's not going to work against somebody who does this or who does that so i think it's very important um to practice a martial art like jujitsu that also has that real life uh application yeah and if you feel that like jujitsu is not that thing practice other things as well not just jujitsu if you feel if you feel like you're putting yourself in a situation on a monthly basis where you're fighting people on the streets (laughs) <laughs> uh, which i hope you're not you should be a more well-rounded fighter than just jujitsu you should probably do some kickboxing or something like that whatever it may be yeah. whatever your case is mm-hmm. um, but i think for the basics i think jujitsu covers really the basics on you know yeah. what you can do to protect yourself and your loved ones in a situation if that if that you know if that's you yeah so now that we spoke about the self-defense aspect of what we did that week um do you want to go through a little bit of what we trained in terms of sport jujitsu. Yeah. So from what I remember, we did a cross collar choke from Mount. I think that's what we were doing on that Monday as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a real basic one. This is probably one of the like beginner, beginner submissions that we've, that I think everyone learns. It's a real basic, you're in a full Mount and you basically slide your, one of your hands into the opposite lapel, get your knuckles on the ground. And then you, slide your other hand on the opposite lapel and basically you turn your nails inward lean forward head on the mat make sure your head touches your forehead touches the mat and basically just squeeze till the other person taps. yeah so it's a real basic choke so then wednesday came along uh, we didn't train tuesday and we did uh the americana from mount and we also did we worked on the arm bar mm-hmm. and i believe we did the arm bar from s mount yeah mm-hmm or the technical mount as well as I think is the other name for it. That... Uh, no, that's what it was. It was the technical <laughs> yeah. mount where you like kind of roll the person on their side. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was technical, not SS and technical, I think are two different things. Um, are they? No, I think they're the same. He says that he just prefers S mount because technical is a little bit harder to, or a little bit longer to say. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. So we had done Americanas before from Mount, but what kind of changed from the first time we learned this was that we did the arm bar from S Mount and that was a little new. We had done arm bars before, but doing them from an S Mount was a little twist uh, on what we had previously learned. It was a little difficult because we, well, at least for myself, I'm a little bit bigger and it's hard to get kind of like your leg up onto your opponent like that and kind of roll them over. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, it was okay. It was, it was difficult, but as after a while, we, I think I kind of got the hang of it. Uh, yeah. How about yourself? I think a big thing for me was in terms of flexibility and all that, I felt great. Um, like I was able to do the motion pretty smoothly. 
but I was worried about was actually hurting you because I kept doing this thing because my legs are a little bit shorter where I kept like sitting on your ribs before I leaned back trying to adjust my own like the technique for my own body's dimensions because you know my legs are a little bit shorter so I had to lean a little bit further back and you know sit my butt a little bit further out because I kept like sitting on your rib when I would go back to the arm bar when I would lean back so in terms of like flexibility and like actually getting my leg around and everything it wasn't too bad for me because I think I'm a little bit more flexible than you are so I felt a little bit uh better with that I kept sitting on you (laughs) that was not fun um but eventually I adjusted and we were able to do it fine right yeah no I think that you know as as time progresses we'll we'll get a little bit better at like understanding our weight and how to kind of use it to our advantage we've always said this in the past that like sometimes training together it kind of prevents us from actually using our weight to our advantage because we don't want to hurt our you know we don't want to hurt each other Mm -hmm. Um, but eventually I think we'll be able to manage that to a point where it's like I know when I'm going to put weight and not put weight and also where to put weight I remember like our very very first week um, we were doing sweeps from the bottom you had your opponent in your clothes guard and then you have to sweep them off and i remember that one time we did that and i was in your guard and you swept and then you landed on my ribs mm-hmm. and that was like super super painful but then as time went on by time i don't mean like the next try i mean like after a month or two or three of doing this mm-hmm. you know you weren't landing on my ribs anymore and you were landing mm-hmm. on my hips and you were putting your weight on my hips rather than on my ribs so that was a big big improvement that's something like as i think we had more injuries at the beginning yeah but as we're as we're progressing we're getting a little bit better on where we put our weight on our opponent as well Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's a big thing just simply the repetition like the muscle memory you start to learn where your body needs to go how to shift your weight properly to make sure you're not hurting your opponent because that you know like you said it it was happening a lot that we would land on each other's like exactly on our stomach like knock the wind out of each other or on uh, each other's ribs but you know now we're landing right on like the hips when we do our sweeps and all that but, you know, that's something that just comes with time. It's something that you have to deal with in the start of your jiu-jitsu journey. You have to deal with that, like, uncomfortable stage where you don't feel, I guess, comfortable putting your own weight on somebody or somebody putting their weight on you. But, you know, as time progresses, it's something that, that you get used to. Right. And it's like with anything in, in life, as long as you practice, you know, y- you get better and you understand more and, and you, you know, yeah, practice the old saying, practice, practice makes perfect. So, yep. And speaking about practicing often, do you want to go into kind of our break and what our last month has looked like? Sure. So it's been a real hectic uh, last month. Like we said, we hadn't trained in about about a month. I think we're approaching a month next week. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been a little bit crazy on our end. So I had a trip scheduled that was out of the country. So that week we didn't we weren't supposed to train, but then we didn't end up going because of COVID and by the time we got here, it was like by the time we came back to our home state because we were halfway there already out of the country and we had to come back home. Um, it was like too late to train and it was like the end of the week and my my wife and I were kind of upset. So we just didn't really want to do anything that whole week. So I don't think you went to train at all while, while mm-hmm. that happened. Yeah. And then it was Christmas and our gym closed for the Christmas break. So it was the week after Christmas between between Christmas and New Year's that they were kind of shut down. Um, so there was really not much we could do there. We couldn't really train, even though we were home. It was just a matter of just doing nothing, basically. And then uh, that kind of took us through New Year's. And that brings us to the week we're currently on. 
And the week we're currently on, we've had horrible weather. We actually, I, I haven't had power all week. And like the, this is the second day I've had power. So our home did not have power for five days, Monday to Friday, basically. And same with you. We live in the, we live yep. relatively close to each other. So our whole neighborhood was kind of shut down, no power, no nothing. And then for some odd reason, there was also no phone signal. So nobody could communicate nothing. Mm-hmm. We, nobody knew what was happening. And since we live close to our gym and our, and our professors also live close to us, they also didn't have power. Nobody had power in our county, basically. Everyone didn't have phone signal. Nobody knew what was happening. So the gym actually closed this week because the weather was horrible. Yep. There was snow everywhere. We had over a foot of snow. So this whole week, we didn't train as well. The gym did open to, uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week, but we were unable to go just because of the snow. We, we actually packed our stuff and went to go stay with family further north that did have electricity. So we weren't mm-hmm. even in our in our community in our city anymore, uh, just because again no power and it's it was getting to the teens at night, so we couldn't stay in our in our homes. So fortunately, um, but all has been resolved. The gym is back open and up and running. What are you looking forward to this upcoming week? Man, I am just looking forward to be back and getting back into shape. I can feel myself. You know, I, I'm one of those people where I can feel myself losing my conditioning, losing my cardio. So you know, I start to because we live in a big hill as well. Once I, I feel a little bit tired coming up the hill, that's when I know that, you know, my cardio is slipping a little bit and I'm just excited just to get back in the swing of things, you know, get some normalcy back. It's been a crazy week, a lot of stress as well. I was talking to one of our teammates about that. He also lives in the area just about how much stress this whole, whole situation has put everybody through, you know, just having no power, having no phone signal, not knowing what's going on in like the outside world for a few days. You know, it's going to be nice just to kind of de-stress a little bit get some training back in and go back to a little bit of a normal, normal life, normal schedule for, for the upcoming week. How about yourself? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's been a real stressful week for everyone, especially in our community. So I'm looking forward to getting back. I think, like I said, it's almost been a month since we haven't trained. So it's really nice to be able to go back. I'm also back on a working home, working from home schedule. So because of COVID as well, so it's going to be real nice that like after work, I can relax and you know take my time. I don't have to commute and then get ready for the gym and, and go and train. So I'm really excited for that. I'm also appreciative of our of our professors. Uh, some of them reached out. Well, they reached out really uh, just to make sure we were OK because they hadn't seen or heard from us. Um, so that was really awesome of them to do. But yeah, I'm just excited to get back to see everyone, to wish everyone a happy new year. We haven't seen them since last year. That I wasn't trying to do a dad joke, but we really haven't seen them since last year. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. I'm also a person who's like, I kind of feel I've lost some of my cardio already because it's been Mm -hmm. a month of celebrating and holidays and, you know, with food and all that stuff and sitting and being, you know, sedentary. It's, it happens. It's, it's human. So yeah, I'm excited to get back. I'm looking forward to, um, so my wife asked me, well, what are some new year's resolutions for you? Resolutions for you. And I was like, honestly, I think I'm going to get, I want to get my blue belt this year. So I, I really want to work towards that. Um, by the end of this year, I, I want to be able to train as much as I can almost every day and, and also get a competition in there. Um, just one. I just want to do one. If I yeah. do more than one, it'll be a cherry on top, but I just want to, you know, take that leap and, and compete. I agree with you. Actually, it's funny. My girlfriend asked me the same thing about what my New Year's resolution was. I didn't say get my blue belt, um, even though that's a good one. But uh, mine was to train more and to train with different people as well. 
because a lot of people have been telling us that recently that we need to switch up who we train with a little bit. So I think for uh, this new year, uh, maybe even at least, you know, if we're going four times a week, two days train with you, two days train with somebody else. Um, but, you know, just try to train with different people, see different looks, learn from other people. Because I also said the same thing about wanting to compete this year. I want to get a competition under my belt, you know, just to have that experience. If, you know, if it doesn't go well, you know, I'll still be proud of myself that I at least tried. Cause you know, it's, I think that's the hard part, just talking yourself into trying it. Um, but yeah, it should be a great year, a great year of, um, of training, you know, and I hope everybody else, you know, who listens to this as well, meets their goals in, in training and jujitsu and uh, that we continue to grow. Uh, as a community and, you know, as athletes as well. Yeah, and our professor always says, uh, try and get a little better every day. So that's kind of like the charge for this year. It's just chip at it slow and like slowly, but surely and, and make sure you, you accomplish what you've set for this year. Yep. And uh, I think with that, we'd like to thank everybody for listening today and have a great new year, everyone. And train hard and train safe. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Our episodes release every other Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe on the platform of your choice. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and more. Thank you again for listening and os. Os.